The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there's so much information out there, so I'm bringing on expert guests and sharing my own experiences to help you sift through all the wellness stuff without the BS. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have an amazing episode for you today. I loved my guest so much. She is such a badass, but she's also a total girl's girl. And I felt like even though I had never met her before we recorded, I just felt like I was sitting in the room talking to a friend of mine about all things beauty and wellness and business and beyond. So my guest is Wendy Zomner. She is a legend in the makeup world. She co-founded one of the top beauty brands in the world. I'm sure you're all familiar with it. A little company called Urban Decay, which was actually sold to L'Oreal for $350 million. She now has a clean beauty brand called Cali Ray, which is also incredible. Check it out. She gave me a bunch of Cali Ray stuff when we recorded, and I am obsessed. Cali Ray is a reflection of Wendy's passion for creating clean and sustainable beauty products that actually work, and they reflect Wendy's commitment to wellness. So, in this episode, we are, of course, talking all things beauty. We're talking beauty trend predictions. We're talking about tips for aging gracefully. She tells us about her standout product and her overall beauty and wellness routine, which is estrogen cream, which I think I need to get. We talk about how technology and sustainability are changing the industry. Of course, we discuss favorite product and supplement recommendations and so much more. So please enjoy Wendy Zomner. All right. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited (laughs) to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. I was listening to you on another interview yesterday, actually, and you alluded to your backstory, but you didn't really tell it. And I was very intrigued. So, of course, I want to hear about how you went from working at an ad agency to Urban Decay. And then, of course, everything that came after that. But you said in this interview that you were living in a loft in Chicago and that you could have done a whole other podcast on that. (laughs) I could have done a whole other podcast on that. That place, it was illegal. I wasn't supposed to be living there. Okay, so let's start there. Okay, let's start there. It was a big inspiration for Urban Decay Mm -hmm. and the whole aesthetic and the vibe and the sort of rebelliousness. I started my career in advertising after college and I sort of lucked into that job. I won an internship through the LA Times, which why I'm from Texas, the LA Times gave me this internship, but they sent me to Chicago And I was really lucky because I went to this kind of no-name school. I mean, it's a great school. Love my school. (laughs) North Texas. I was in there with all these kids from Michigan and Harvard and Wharton. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm out of my league. But I just hustled and got this job there. So then they ended up offering me a job and I stayed and then ended up living in this crazy old factory. And it was super cool. I mean, there was a penthouse on the top. It was this building they made speedo print machines. Oh my gosh. Which you probably don't know what those are. You're too young. But for pe- anyone who's my age and they ever took a mimeograph test and it's that paper that smells weird mm-hmm. and the type's blue and kind of kind of like faded and weird. 
that's the machine. It was like the pre-Xerox, pre-copier era. (laughs) So they made those machines. And so I was living on a floor that used to have all these like big, heavy machines in it. But the top floor was the executive penthouse. And they had like entertained Frank Sinatra there. And it had this giant fireplace and executive like ballroom and all this weird stuff in there. So I ended up like one of my things was I wrote, I researched all the history of the building and wrote this story on it. So it was this really interesting building with all these weird characters running around. So And you lived there alone? I did not live there alone. I lived there with a guy that was an art director at the same agency, who's also my boyfriend. Uh And then these two crazy photographers that kind of were in suite with us because there was only one bathroom on the floor. So we just all kind of lived together like Mm -hmm. bohemians and That sounds amazing. It was kind of amazing to be in your 20s and just like living in this weird place. And it was so beautiful in this weird way. And I always said like it kind of inspired the whole Urban Decay aesthetic because it was falling apart and it was crumbling. But there Mm -hmm. was like history there. Mm -hmm. There was more depth and it was kind of beautiful once you scratch the surface of it. And that's kind of what the whole deal Mm -hmm. with Urban was and how it changed beauty was because beauty was always about being perfect. Yes. And being like shiny and bright. And we sort of tapped into this sort of underground peace in everyone. Like we all have our little dark side to us. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to tap into that with Urban. Mm-hmm. My friend and I call them spikes. We're like, we all have spikes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we just hide them usually. So when you were living there, were you feeling inspired while you were there? Like, this is so interesting. I want to do something with this or I want to do something different. Or were you just kind of like in your advertising life. And then when your life moved forward and you started Urban Decay, then you drew from that inspiration, like which came first? So I would say I knew I wasn't meant to be in a big corporate environment. I would leave my like gritty loft space and I would take the L to my like shiny downtown fancy building And I would sit in my little fabric covered workstation and I'd be like, oh, my God, my soul is being sucked out of my body by the fabric workstation. (laughs) I just knew I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. And I had the opportunity to move out here to California. I met Sandy Lerner, who started Cisco Systems. She's brilliant. And Urban Decay was she had like had this idea cooked up to like start a makeup company and so I was really able when I, when I connected with her, it was pretty amazing for me because I don't think I ever would have had the confidence. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I don't think I would have had the confidence to do it. So I really believe in like women supporting other women to like shove each other along because mm-hmm. she did that for me. And I took all of that sort of gritty, grimy urban aesthetic and just channeled it into urban. Mm-hmm. So I've heard you talk about where luck meets preparation. Yes. And I know that you said that was kind of one of those moments when you met Sandy, where you were like, here's the luck part. What was the preparation part for that moment? Well, the preparation was I had worked at at that agency and I had become an expert on brands that dealt in popular culture. Hmm. So I worked on Reebok. I worked on Nintendo. I worked on these like brands and I had kind of built a reputation in the agency for understanding like youth culture and what was coming next and technology and fitness and sports. And so I was able to continue tapping into all of that and those resources and just my mindset that kind of operated that way really make urban relevant for the moment. Mm -hmm. So she had the idea of urban and then you brought it to life. Is that essentially how the partnership happened? You could divide it that way, but I think it was a little more commingled than that. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, she had the idea like, let's start a beauty company 
And in terms of I was a beauty junkie okay. before even that happened. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I grew up in Texas and I was always like slathering my face and makeup and trying to recreate looks like I was doing YouTube videos before there were YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't think she had as much makeup knowledge and then I had discovered this like weird medicine looking bottle. And we I was just like pushing the envelope on the aesthetic and the textures and everything else. So it was kind of this melding of minds to create it. I don't think it was like so compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. If you are juggling a busy winter or holiday schedule, the last thing that you have time for is to get sick. And I don't know about you, but everybody that I know right now is getting sick. So Karma Water is going to be your go-to for immune support without the hassle of pills and scoops. And here is why. This is actually fascinating. So the active ingredients found in most pre-mixed vitamin drinks and kombuchas diminish sharply over time. But Karma has a unique push cap that protects vitamins and nutrients until you are ready to drink it, ensuring you get the full nutritional benefits. So Karma has new hydration kits. They combine everything that I love about the brand's ready-to-drink line of functional waters with an enhanced level of convenience and customization. So you can get a kit. It comes with a four-week supply of Karma push caps that can be fully customized so you can get their probiotic water, their wellness water, their CBD water. You can mix and match the type and the flavor that you want. And then it also comes with a new BPA-free reusable bottle specially designed for its patented push cap. This is such a convenient way to support your everyday wellness in your routine. There's no mixing or measuring and the key active ingredients are all stored until you are ready to consume them, ensuring optimal potency. So visit drinkkarma.com slash blonde for 15% off and free shipping on your first order. That's D-R-I-N-K-K-A-R-M-A.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E for 15% off and free shipping on your first order. Again, drinkkarma.com slash blonde. And just like that, your favorite besties and tastemakers, Benito Skinner and Mary Beth Barone are back. Did you miss us? You know they did. Join us every Wednesday on your way to Sephora to hear our witty, ridiculous and irreverent musings on life, the universe, existence and of course what we currently ride for. You're going to absolutely live slash die for this podcast. You might even, dare we say, ride for it. I am making a real effort to be more cognizant about the ingredients that are in my products that I use every day. So whether it's skincare, makeup, or hair care, I'm trying to be better by my body. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. I have tried so many products that made my hair greasy and matted, but with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients that give me visibly healthier hair. And I have to say, this Vegamore serum that I use changed my scalp, which if you listened to my episode on scalp and hair health a few months ago, you know why this is so important. So with Vegamore, I am able to have visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair, all without the harsh ingredients. I am obsessed with the Grow Serum. I have been really consistent with this. I've been using it for months. You can use this serum daily. And 
My hair and my scalp are flourishing and it all starts with scalp health. Your scalp is an extension of your face. We have to take care of the skin of our scalps the same way that we would take care of our face. So I used to have like redness. It was just really kind of dry and irritated. And that is not the case anymore. And I feel like as a result of that, my hair is growing in so much healthier too. So Vegamore also has value kits. So you can get the Grow Essentials Kit where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. When you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products you need to take care of your hair. So give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, the Blonde Files listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash blonde and use the code blonde at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash blonde, code blonde, to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash blonde, code blonde. What do you think were some of the components that made it so successful? I mean, the landscape back then was so different, right? There wasn't the social media marketing and influencers and everything. I didn't even have a cell phone. Like, let's go back that far. What year was it? This was in, I met Sandy in 1995. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so way before all of this. Way before. That was like YM Magazine and Seventeen. Right. All of that. And so this was like slimy paper fax machine days. This Uh was a long time ago. And I would get like YM and Vogue and Seventeen and Glamour. And I would literally open the front page and there was a masthead. And they listed all the editors. And I literally just started calling people. And I started tracking down like people like Gwen Stefani and Shirley Manson. Like I tracked mm. down Shirley Manson because I had read in a magazine that she was recording in Minneapolis. So I went to the library and got the Minneapolis phone book <laughs> and looked up studios. And I just started calling studios to track her down and ask her if she would like wear my nail polish on She's stage. garbage, right? Garbage. Amazing. Yeah. I amazing. Love, I've been like back in the garbage era lately. All the 90s, like grunge kind of Well, I just saw Gwen on Monday and it's like she doesn't age and it's so cool to like be back in that with her because she was so inspiring to us at the beginning. So it's really cool to be full circle with her again. Do you think that that could happen again or do you think that was kind of the time? Because now on the one hand, everybody is way more accessible. You know, you could send somebody a DM. You can DM Gwen Stefani, you know, conceivably. But like I feel like we've moved away from that time where we're more accessible, maybe, but there are more walls and and barriers up. Well, I think what it is, is once there's a little bit of success, there's so much money now Mm -hmm. out there to like build businesses that, you know, you just get scooped up. And so people get commercialized really fast these days. Whereas back in the 90s, it was a little grittier, you know, like Mm -hmm. I could show up at the Vans Warped Tour and kind of wait by the stage and like, (laughs) Canned a bunch of the girl bands makeup and they take it and they talk about it on interviews. But and the media is not as saturated either. So there Mm. weren't as many outlets. There weren't podcasts. Yeah. Right. So there weren't as many ways to talk about it. Awareness was easier Mm -hmm. in terms of once you got it out there. But it was harder because just getting access to it was harder. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a different kind of barrier, both from a marketing standpoint and, and from a makeup standpoint, manufacturing and being in the beauty industry, the sort of entry is easier now, but the barriers to entry are like awareness and right. building your audience. So it's just a little different than it was back then. And it's so saturated. So it's, it's like, so how do you saturated. stand out when there's kind of everything 
out there already. And that's something that we can talk about with Callie Ray as well. But did you feel like with Urban Decay, you were creating something where there was like a hole in the market, something that you couldn't find. And so you wanted to fill that necessity. Essentially, it was a real white space, which back in the late 90s, beauty was not nearly as saturated. It wasn't like this technicolor dream. There wasn't even Sephora. So, I mean, I always say like, I'm pretty scrappy. Scrappy makes me happy. (laughs) And my boyfriend had a friend who was, I mean, we didn't have a retailer to go to. Like, where were we going to sell it? Mm. And so he had a friend who was a swimsuit rep and he was a surfer and he called me and he's like, hey, I just got out of the water, but I need to be like presentable for a meeting. Can I stop by and use your shower? And I was like, sure. And while he was in the shower, I was like, you know, he's probably got a buyer list in that bag. And I opened his bag and it was right there on top. So I took it out. I copied all the names and numbers. I put it back in. He left. And before he could get to his first appointment, I was calling people (laughs) and getting the name of the makeup buyers. And basically Nordstrom was my first account because they picked up the phone. Wow. So I just had to be like kind of scrappy. And then, you know, it's really different. Like now... People are like, you're so lucky with Callie Ray. You got right into Sephora and you have a full shelf on their clean space. And it seems like so much space. But when I started with Urban, they're like, here's your three bay gondola, like (laughs) the space that Urban still has now. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I only have like 30 products. And they're like, well, just space them out. Like you, that would never happen today. It's so Mm -hmm. much more saturated. Mm -hmm. So it's just a really different environment, but it's cool. It's just a different challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you had some cult favorites, right? Like the naked palette. I was looking last night in my makeup case and I was like, I still have that. I still use that. I use the eyeliner. Demolition is my color, everybody. Oh, well, I brought you a new Callie Ray eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We're switching over. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that was another thing that I've heard you say, like, wasn't really done at that time. Like there weren't really like nude palettes and it's something that then everybody else tried to emulate. After I know it's kind of weird because we had this whole debate about whether that should just be an in and out promotional palette or a permanent palette. And I was mm-hmm. like, I think it's going to be permanent. Mm. It was really inspired by just having to travel a lot and me wanting to have a set of like really great nudes that I could mix with my crazy color because I mean, I'm neutral today, but I mm-hmm. used to not show up anywhere unless I had like three colors of bright eyeshadow on. <laughs> It was just my sort of mixer palette was how it got inspired and started. Mm -hmm. So obviously Urban Decay grew a lot. You then sold the company. I'm so curious what that was like emotionally, if you're willing to talk about that. I was just talking to Allie Webb two days ago. She was on the show from Dry Bar. Yeah. And she had kind of a unique experience that we talked about where like she sold the company and at the same time she was getting divorced and her son was going to rehab and all these things were falling apart and it was supposed to be like, you know, the pinnacle of her career and it was this juxtaposition. And I think she said she kind of felt like, you know, she was kind of lost. And I would imagine when you're pouring yourself into something and then you let it go, there's all this empty <laughs> space suddenly and, right. and it would probably be really gratifying in some ways and maybe sad in some other ways. What was that like for you? Well, I think for me, I'd been doing it a long time already Mm -hmm. when L'Oreal bought it. It wasn't like, oh, we had this overnight success. Like I worked really hard for that. And, you know, to me, I looked at it as it was the next step for Urban to become a global brand. So I looked at it as a real positive because I wanted it to be bigger than just a brand in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And the the buyer was L'Oreal and they were able to help us do that. 
And I think the hardest part was helping my employees let it go. Mm. But it was kind of a great time to be bought because now they're a little more sophisticated about the companies they're buying. Back then, we were on the West Coast. The closest office was 2,500 miles away in New York. (laughs) We were crushing sales, like delivering like year over year double digit growth. Wow. And so I was like, you know, if we just keep doing that, they'll leave us alone. And they kind of did for a long time. And then as they started to creep more and more into it and get more involved in the business, I think people started to leave and it started to feel less like a family. And that was actually the hardest part for me. It wasn't the sale because you know what? They wrote me a check (laughs) and I took the check to the bank and I cashed it and it created a lot of opportunities for my family. Mm -hmm. So I really viewed it as like, well, I worked hard and this is my payout and I'm still doing all this great creative work and they're leaving me alone. But it was when when the family started to fall apart, the work family I had built, because I really viewed my mission at Urban. It wasn't about makeup. It wasn't about me. It was about creating it. We were really mission driven brand. And the mission was to break beauty and democratize beauty. Beauty hadn't been for men before. We were all about guys in the beginning. Beauty hadn't been about self-expression. It was about like meet this beauty standard. And if you buy this product, maybe you'll come one step closer. And we were all about screw that. Like it should be about you Mm. and looking like you. And now that's table stakes. So Mm -hmm. I felt like kind of job well done. We did it. We accomplished the mission. And it was just when people started leaving because maybe they were dissatisfied or having angst because their job didn't feel the same That was the hardest part for me because I created jobs for people and like fulfilling jobs and they were buying houses and cars and raising families. And that was so gratifying to me. Mm -hmm. And it was when that started to fall apart that it got hard. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. The holidays can be a confusing time because on the one hand, there is so much joy and holiday spirit such an emphasis on giving and on the people that you love in your life. But during that time, it can also be kind of easy to forget about ourselves or lose ourselves a little bit. The holidays can be really heavy for a lot of people. They can be sad whether you have lost people or you're just going through a challenging time. So this holiday season, remember to give yourself some love too. That could be by treating yourself to a day of complete rest. You could do a spa day. You can go easier on yourself during the tough moments, or maybe you could start therapy. I have to say therapy is one of the greatest gifts in my life. It is such an impactful tool that I rely on, not just when things are hard, but when things are really good too. So I think that There is a bit of a misconception that therapy is only for going through traumatic or difficult times, but really you can learn positive coping skills. You can learn how to set boundaries. For me, it really empowers me to be the best version of myself. So it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma or things like that, although it can certainly help with that too. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash files today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash files. 
You guys know I am always on the lookout for ways to strengthen my immunity and gut health, improve my fitness and metabolism, and always enhance my skin and hair radiance. And I recently discovered this incredible product that does all of that and more. So I am talking about Armor Colostrum. You have probably seen this all over the internet. I have to say I was a skeptic in the beginning. It seemed like it was too good to be true. So I made sure that I tested it for a few months consistently until I talked about it. And I have to say it really did so much for me. So first of all, let's talk about what is colostrum. Colostrum is the first nutrition that we receive in life. It contains all of the essential nutrients our bodies need in order to thrive. And Armour Colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that rebuild the barriers of your body and fuel cellular health for a host of research-backed health benefits. So think reduction in inflammation and puffiness in your face and your neck. It can help stimulate stem cells to produce collagen and increase elasticity for plumper skin. It's really amazing for gut health. It basically fortifies your entire gut wall system. So it replenishes your microbiome. It repairs the gut wall architecture and it blocks irritants that can trigger symptoms like bloating, constipation, and IBS. It can also help with nutrient absorption. It can fuel cellular regeneration with peptides. It's been shown to improve fitness endurance by 20%. It can decrease recovery time by over 50% after intense exercise. It can improve stamina. It can help build lean muscle mass. So it really is amazing. And I have to say, after I posted about it on Instagram, I got so many DMs from people saying how thick and shiny their hair has been, how clear their skin has been. People said that their hair colorists and their facialists and even the people who did their nails couldn't believe how strong and healthy their hair, skin, and nails seemed. And I have to say, my skin has been looking really good since I incorporated this too. So we have worked out a special offer for my audience. You guys can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde to get 15% off your first order. I forgot to mention, they also come in individual packs. If you're traveling, it's so convenient. Try the watermelon. It's my favorite. Okay. Again, try armor.com slash blonde or enter blonde to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash blonde. So what was the transition like? How much time passed between being done with Urban Decay and starting Cali Ray? It was kind of simultaneous. Okay. I think the people at L'Oreal are really smart people. I think they understand founders and I think they understand creative people. Some founders and creative people may tell you they don't, but I think they really do. And I was able to be very transparent with them and they were very supportive. And it wasn't like, oh, I went off and did this secret thing. Like they knew I was doing it and they were just like, yes, creators have to create. They knew as a founder, I wasn't really like having my hands dirty, getting into the product anymore. I was like sitting around a conference table, commenting on other people's work and traveling the world. And it sounds glamorous, doing interviews, but I'm someone that loves to like make the product yeah. and be involved with the product and like be involved with the nitty gritty on the brand. And so I just needed that creative outlet. And I feel like from the top down, they understood. Mm. It was cool. Mm -hmm. It was a very like transparent, 
hand-holding kind of process. There's a woman at L'Oreal. She runs L'Oreal West. She's probably the most senior woman in North America. Her name's Carol Hamilton. And she has been an incredible mentor to most of the women in the beauty industry, especially on the West Coast and in indie brands. I can't say enough great things about her. And she really like supported me through the whole process and is still super supportive. Mm. What is the mission with Callie Ray? Because you said, you know, Urban Decay was mission driven. Well, this one is too. (laughs) So I know this podcast about wellness and I'm like super wellness person. So people Mm -hmm. don't know this, but Urban was very wellness driven as well. So Mm -hmm. I took all the parabens out of the products there like 15 years ago, 18 years ago. I had non-off gassing materials in all of our workstations and I had a biodynamic garden. I had yoga classes. It was a dog friendly environment. So I think at one point we had 50 dogs coming to the office every day. It was great. (laughs) And um, so I was really into that whole piece. It just didn't show up. So I took, I brought that all to Cali Ray. The other thing was I was out surfing with my family in the middle of nowhere And I paddled to the beach, took a break on this uninhabited island where we were surfing. And there was all this plastic trash. And I started going, wow, if this island that nobody lives on is just filled with trash from the ocean washing in, how many naked pallets are in landfills? Like, what have I done? Mm. And I started realizing, like, the biggest thing for beauty now is to have a sustainability component. So what I wanted to do was take my obsession with wellness and mix it with really looking at your packaging from a very sustainable standpoint, trying to do better. And it's going to be an evolution because there's not the perfect options out there. But, you know, I was at this super cool facility yesterday and they're literally making a plastic like material that can biodegrade in 12 days in a fish tank. And it's made with like air and methane gas that they capture that would be released into the environment anyway. So it's unbelievable, like what's available out there. And I'm just trying to like kind of find some of these new technologies and harvest them and turn them into packaging. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the wellness aspect of it, because you brought me some goodies. And what were you saying? One of the sprays has a topical magnesium. Yeah, it has transdermal magnesium in it. This is amazing. Yeah, niacinamide. (laughs) So I've always been into the wellness piece. Like I had both my kids at home with a midwife, like the EMFs turn off in my house at night. Like this is a real passion for me. You had one of your kids like on the floor, right? Both of them on the floor. Both on the floor. Yeah. Natural, no, no pain. Well, I, I'm not a tiny person as, (laughs) as you can see. I also come from a family of great birthers. Like they're fast. I was actually slow compared to them. So (sighs) I knew I'd have a pretty, not easy birth. No birth is easy, but I knew I could do it. So Mm -hmm. it fit right in line with all the things I'm into. So Mm -hmm. I did have a midwife at home and my husband actually delivered my kids. She didn't do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine. I have no kids. So that's like unfathomable. To me. Yeah, it it was heavy. I won't yeah. say it wasn't. It was it was intense. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel like when you go through it, like it's probably different because we're designed to do that. At a we certain are level. designed <laughs> to do it. And home birth is not for everyone. So everyone should pick their own journey. And mm-hmm. OK, so the wellness aspect. Yes. <laughs> what is the product with Thorn that you were talking about? So as well? we created a product with Thorn called Get Lit. It's mm-hmm. a beauty drink. So I, we like to say it's like drinking a ring light. It's got, to me, the the big thing in it, it's got obviously biotin, hair, skin, and nails as you would have in any sort of beauty drink. It's got a green tea phytosome in it. So if you need that like midday boost, it gives you this little kick. 
It's got lutein for protection from ultraviolet light. And it's got NR in it. And that's like a cell turnover supercharger. It's got betaine in it, which helps take out all your metabolic trash. And the cool thing about it is it's super interesting technology. It's a tiny little disc. It's like a mini fruit roll up. It's probably Hmm. like two inches wide. And you basically take it out of this plastic free pouch. You can drop it into your water bottle, into a drink, stir it up. It's kind of like your version of your mom's crystal light. Mm-hmm. except and it tastes really that. good yeah it tastes really good yeah you can mix it with anything except maybe coffee and it's so potent if you wanted to eat a gummy with the same level of potency the gummy would have to be the size of a baseball oh my gosh and it's really cool because it's printed technology so they're printing it out of a printer so it's like really low impact wow. manufacturing uh-huh. it's pretty pretty amazing uh-huh. what are some of your other wellness practices beauty practices let's break them down because okay sitting here like your skin is luminous you're glowing Thank you just you. have that like aura about you so we need to know your <laughs> all your tips and tricks you were telling me beforehand like bioidentical I am well I am in my mid-50s <laughs> and crazy. I am a believer in bioidentical hormones mm-hmm. I love them you know so I I take all of them and I do feel like it helps me I also use in addition to all of my skincare. I use an estrogen cream on my face Mm. and I do think it keeps your skin plump and healthy. And once you get to that point where you're like menopausal, like you just need to like add that to your skin routine to like Mm -hmm. keep your skin looking great, I Mm -hmm. think. So otherwise you tend to get dry really easily and um, it just really helps keep you hydrated and Uh topical estrogen. Yes. I feel like I need that. (laughs) Well, you can get it. Yeah, you can get it. I mean, I'm big into my naturopath. So I Uh do my blood work every three months Mm -hmm. and we really just like target any supplements and adjust and just I'm always micro adjusting Mm -hmm. um, by looking at the blood work and Mm -hmm. how I feel. Yeah. You were saying that you do a ton of supplements as well. I do do a ton of supplements. What are some of your favorites? Knowing that they're all tailored to you based on your blood work, but yeah. So, I mean, I'm taking, I mean, the supplement that anyone should take is I take like, you know, 5,000 milligrams of D every day. Mm -hmm. I'm doing, you know, my grandmother had macular degeneration. So I'm taking a lutein supplement in addition to the beauty drink just for my eye health. Mm -hmm. I take extra NR along with collagen at night and my AG greens at night. I actually do my AG one at night Oh, because I know I've never heard that way before. Well, you probably shouldn't, (laughs) but I do it at night because I take a ton of supplements and I just love the idea of like, dousing them with greens and like going to bed like that. Mm. So it's my own weird like letting it all just percolate simmer. my yeah. body, like <laughs> marinate. So I mix the AG greens with a thorn NR berry flavored collagen. What does NR stand for? Nicotinamide riboside. Oh, okay. I know. Just call it NR. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I do is I play a lot of sports and I lift a lot of weights. So I use a glucosamine supplement. Mm-hmm. I do magnesium at night to help me sleep. I use magnesium, glycinate, and magnesium citrate, both. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I'll do like a few glycinate capsules, and then I do the calm at night in warm water. And I mm-hmm. just really love that drink. I don't know if you've ever tried that, mm-hmm. but it's fizzy. It's warm. All the magnesium. I always say like I am on the hunt for nature's Xanax. So I douse myself in magnesium. I take three and eight. I take glycinate. I take whatever I can find. I, magnesium. <laughs> I am a huge fan of magnesium and I don't have super fast plumbing. So mm. I actually need the magnesium to keep me 
cleaned out mm -hmm. and and moving along every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Keep me from hanging over my jeans, right? Yeah. Yeah. I take some CoQ10 just because I think as you get older, that can't hurt you. In the mornings, I take some B vitamins and C to like jumpstart my day because, you know, all those B vitamins make you a little jumpy. I used to mm -hmm. take them at night and my naturopath was like, why are you <laughs> taking those at night? You're counteracting the magnesium. So I'm taking those during the day. I'm waking up with 20 ounces of water just to kickstart the hydration throughout mm -hmm. the day and lots of electrolytes mm -hmm. and yeah, so we're the same. You're doing all the things. <laughs> I'm doing all the things. <laughs> is this something that you implemented when you were at Urban Decay or like how did you balance or how do you balance still being a professional, having these big, massive brands, having a family, having a life and also maintaining your wellness? Yeah, it's hard, but I don't go out that much. I don't drink that much. We eat at home a lot. And I definitely, you know, I will just flat out admit it. I'm in a, a place where I can have people come in and help me with a few things. Mm -hmm. And I think that if that's really important, but I think now people can do their grocery shopping online. And I would encourage you to do that unless there's something you need to pick out at the store just to save yourself time. Mm -hmm. That's been a big one for me is to just have people just to have the food delivery mm -hmm. really, really helps a lot with like creating these spaces of time so that you can focus on your wellness. Mm -hmm. And it's still hard. I mean, I've heard you in your podcast talk about journaling and it's a practice I've started, but I have a hard time being regular about because Me it's too. just like at the end of the day, you're <laughs> exhausted. And yes, there's stuff you need to get out. But um, how do you find time for that? How do you find yeah. time to like fit your therapy appointment in and and all of the things that you need to do to yeah. be well and and also sit and, you know, I love devices and sit with yeah. my LED light over my face. Same. But, <laughs> you know, um, you just try to find those little nuggets of time and mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that especially after COVID, like we definitely have more conveniences than we had before because we can do the therapy on Zoom and we can order, you know, and just technology has advanced. We right. can order groceries online and so we can have more time. And then in some ways, like some of those conveniences, I feel like are a little bit detrimental to us because I know for me, at least like going to Erewhon is one of my favorite things to do, yeah. but I don't have time. So I'm ordering it. So like that's eliminating something that I enjoy doing. And I always run into people there. So then I get no, like the right. social aspect and then like therapy, you know, it's great to do it on Zoom. But like having that face to face, even podcasting, you know, sitting in front of you in this room is different from sitting on Zoom. With it is somebody. totally different. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting how like as technology has advanced and the world is becoming so much more modern and we have all these conveniences, they're also kind of making us you know, revert more into like our little bubbles a little bit. Right. So <laughs> then you just have to pick and choose where you're going yeah, you to burst have... out of the bubble. Yes. So yeah, I hear you on the grocery shopping. Now that you say that, I'm <laughs> thinking back to, you know, my younger son. He's a senior in high school now, but that was our Sunday night like date together. We uh -huh. would like go to the grocery store like mothers yeah. in Orange County where I live. Just like, pay, like go through all the different cool fruits and vegetables yeah. and talk about them and Sometimes we find funny ones that look like balls and we <laughs> hold them up and we take pictures, you know, like all this like goofy, yeah. fun stuff that, yeah, that those moments don't happen if you're doing delivery. Yes. Yeah. Like these routines. But I think maybe the key then is like, oh, should we think about being more flexible? So sometimes yes. we order and sometimes we go. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes we, that we make a trip to our therapist and then most of the time we're convenient on Zoom and mm -hmm. we give ourselves grace when we can't mm -hmm. do 
our journaling and yeah. I do my meditations laying down because I just want to stay in bed a little longer. Mm-hmm. So I double dip there. Mm-hmm. So I just think you just have to find some spots and you don't have to be perfect. Yes. You can't be perfect. No. And I think that there is this kind of inclination to like be so regimented and we see everybody else's routines on social media and we hear about them in podcasts. And I feel like some people might think, okay, I have to wake up and do this and do that. And like, it's really about being flexible. I'm the same as you. Like I do my meditation at acupuncture now because I have to go to acupuncture. I love acupuncture too. But that's an hour out of my day. So like I got to be multitasking and I do the meditation there. So then I have the extra time in the morning and then like journaling. I mean, yes, I'm so inconsistent with that and all of these things, but they're tools and you can pull them out and use them when you need them. Like journaling, I pull it out when I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) That's when I know I need to. Yeah. I mean, just being able to sit with discomfort, it, mm-hmm. it forces me to do that when mm-hmm. I journal. Yeah. I think one of the things that I always advise people that ask me about like going on a wellness journey, I tell them like, just pick one thing. Like it can feel overwhelming if you're listening to podcasts about people and like they've got these great wellness routines. Mine's been like cultivated over years. Yes. Right. So it's pretty good and pretty together, but it's been super cultivated over a lot of years. And so just pick one thing, you know, like change out the cleaning products in your house one Mm -hmm. month and then do something else. And like, don't force yourself to be like, okay, now I'm a wellness person and I take on all these things. Just like slowly add them into your life. And I think it's just a little more gentle on yourself that way. I agree with that too, because if you try to overhaul everything all at once, it's so overwhelming and finding things that are sustainable and that you enjoy that you can implement into your day. That's how to create longevity with these habits. Um, And I've kind of done the same thing over the years where I did try to be very regimented for a while. And I hated it. I was miserable. I was like, I don't want to do any of this shit, you know, because it felt like a chore. And then I was able to kind of like intuitively, you know, just feel the ones that I enjoyed that felt like they were like nourishing and things that I wanted to do. And I mean, I don't always want to meditate and I don't, I don't either. And I don't, sometimes I I don't want to face it. Yeah. I was in a yoga class the other day and she starts with the meditation. I'm like, can we just like move? She starts and she brings up purpose. And it literally, I was having a little like purpose crisis and it just hit me at just the right moment. So I think sometimes if you can just take all those moments and be open to what it's going to give you, Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll discover things that you weren't expecting to discover, which is great. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think we distract ourselves and a lot of times, you know, we avoid things like journaling or meditation to your point that you were saying before, like sometimes I don't want to look at it, but you can only avoid for so long. (laughs) No, it's true. You can only avoid for so long. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I treat my dog like my child, which means that for the holidays, I'm not just buying gifts for the humans in my life. I'm buying gifts for my dog as well. And if you want to get your dog something that he or she will absolutely love for the holiday season, look no further than Sundays for Dogs. Sundays is air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. It contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. So besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, 
You will also find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents, like myself, report noticeable health improvements in their dogs, including softer fur. Yes, absolutely, I can vouch for this. Fresher breath, that too. Better poops and more energy. And you will see a new level of joy on your dog's face when it comes to mealtime. I've talked about this a lot, but Harvey was getting really picky and I had to kind of coerce him to eat his food, which was not an enjoyable experience for either of us when we switched over to Sundays that all changed. And now he cannot wait for mealtime. So unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. It's shelf stable, which makes it easy to feed your dog top quality food. And every order ships right to your door, so you never have to worry about running out of dog food again. So we worked out a special deal for my dog-loving listeners. You can get 40% off your first order of Sundays when you go to sundaysfordogs.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash blonde for 40% off your first order. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food that you feed your dog. I was at a holiday party this past weekend. It was so fun. They had a photo booth and I love a photo booth. But one thing about those is that they can be really hard to get a good picture because the countdown, everybody is doing something different. You don't know where to look. So for every good picture that we got, there were about 10 bad ones. So while we can't control other aspects of the holidays, we can make sure we feel confident and camera ready for our photos. And that's why I am excited to partner with Apostrophe. So Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. I get so many questions from people about where to start when it comes to a skincare routine. And I can only speak to what worked for me, but that was because I connected with a professional who guided me and tailored an appropriate routine for my personal skincare concerns. So through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. All you have to do is fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history, and then just snap a few selfies and a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan just for you. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne and even back, chest, and butt acne. So you can treat breakouts from head to toe. I think apostrophe is amazing because there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. You get access to an expert derm team all from the comfort of your home. And you get that important tailored treatment plan that is personalized for you because all of our skin is different. So what works for me may not work for you. And it just takes all of the guesswork out of it. I know how exhausting it can be trying to do your own research and try to find things that work. And oftentimes they don't work. And then it's really discouraging. I remember being so frustrated when I was going through my experience with acne last summer and the solution was so 
simple once I went to a professional who could treat my skin. So I have a special deal for my audience. You can get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash blonde when you use the code blonde. That is a savings of $15 and this code is only available for my listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash blonde and click get started then use the code BLONDE at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. What trends do you see coming in the industry? I know that you mentioned sustainability. That's a big thing. Do you feel like there is a push back to like more natural or what are you sensing is coming down the pipeline in beauty? Yeah, so... I've been at a few beauty dinners the last week, and the thing I keep hearing is the intersection of beauty and wellness. So I think mm. it's super cool that you asked me that question because I think people are really talking about it. It's something I've been trying to do with Callie Ray, and I think it's becoming more and more to the forefront. Like, what are you infusing your products with? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what did I put in my skin tint that like reduces redness on your skin and makes it feel hydrated? Like all these like great skincare ingredients in there. I know there's a lot of like skin makeup with skincare ingredients, but how is it really like adding to your wellness piece? Mm. So I think that is a trend. Obviously, the sustainability piece is a trend. I also think performance clean is a trend where formulas can become more natural, maybe not more natural. They can be less toxic that doesn't mean they won't have ingredients in them that don't sound crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but those ingredients can be more inert and less like irritating to skin than natural ingredients. Mm. So and they can also perform better. So I think it's really about like finding a brand that can deliver like a performance clean. So it's performing in terms of having a gentle effect on the skin and also long wear like we make a tubing mascara that's clean Mm. tubing is great because you can cry you can sweat you can do all kinds of things and it's like semi waterproof it only comes off with warm water not with cold so I can go surf in it and it won't come off (laughs) but you know if I got in a hot tub and rubbed my eyes it -hmm. only rolls off and it doesn't smudge so that's the other nice piece is even when it comes off you don't look like a crazy raccoon Mm -hmm. that's a performance clean product so I think you're going to see more things like that as well Mm -hmm. I think that makes sense because people are just getting so much more cognizant about the ingredients that they're using and putting on their bodies and what it can do to hormones and things like that. (laughs) There's so much out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much new good information out there. Mm -hmm. I had an endocrinologist on the show. I don't know if you listened to that episode, Dr. Jordan Geller. No, but I'm going to go back and listen to it. He kind of scared me, (laughs) not in like a fear mongery way, but he was just like, you know, there are so many things out there that are affecting our hormones and skincare being probably the biggest one. Well, there are environmental toxins, but you right. know, he's like your skin is your biggest organ. And yeah, taking everything in. Yes. I mean, if you think about things like topical hormones and steroids and things that you can put on your skin, that's the fastest way to get into your system. But I choose to be a little bit ignorant when it comes to <laughs> my skincare and the products yeah. that I use. But I feel like you can't really be ignorant anymore. I think skincare, it's really important that you do your homework and, you know, sunscreens, like just really avoiding those hormone disruptors that Mm -hmm. are in a lot of the chemical sunscreens, like chemical sunscreens work so great. And they 
they give such a nice finish to the skin mm-hmm. and you get a mineral one and you're like, oh, it's not as yeah. nice. My pores are showing. I'm shiny. Yes. But there's some good ones out there. Like I love the St. Jane mineral sunscreen. It looks beautiful under makeup and it's all mineral. So there's really good ones out there. What are some of your other favorite products? beauty products. I love this peptide cream from The Route. I think it's absolutely incredible. I love the CE Ferulic from SkinCeuticals. Mm-hmm. I think that that one just really makes my skin look glowy and pretty. Obviously, I use the estrogen cream. I've been using an anti-aging cream from Muesli, which is one of those compounded things, which I love that it's from a compounding pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite texture, but I do feel like it gives you a good glow and has vitamin A in it, you know, mm-hmm. so has, has retin-A in it. Mm-hmm. So, and not just retinol. So I do, I love all of those things. Mm-hmm. Is the estrogen cream? I'm Oh, and I'm very... using the Shawnee Darden new oh. peptide eye cream. Uh-huh. And I love Shawnee. And <laughs> I saw her the other day and I was like, I'm in love with your eye cream. So Ooh. yeah, it's really good. I need a new eye cream. So maybe I'll check that I one I would try out. that one. Yeah. Back to the estrogen cream. <laughs> okay, let's talk about estrogen. <laughs> well, because I'm thinking like, The time in your cycle, if you're still having your period, when your estrogen is highest, it's before your period, right? When your skin gets really plump and glowy, that's when it is. So is that essentially how the cream works? Well, I don't have an estrogen surge anymore, right? So I'm done. So I need help. 24 seven, yeah, yeah. all 30 days in the month. Yeah. So I would have to go back and do some research for younger women about mm-hmm. when to use or not to use. Mm-hmm. But for me and for other women who are in middle age, it's great to use every single day on your face. It just makes you glowy. And, and like I said, plumper mm-hmm. and then you just don't feel so dry and tight. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because whenever I'm at that point in my cycle where I'm like, wow, my skin is like poreless and plump and glowy. And I'm like, I've figured out the formula. And then I'm like, oh, it was just, <laughs> it's just my hormones goes away. Yeah. And then I get dry and like acne before my period. So this is very intriguing. To yeah. Me. I had I'm, never I'll used it, it when I was, when I still had my cycle, once I started using the bioidentical creams to just sort of like supplement my hormones, mm-hmm. I started like learning about estrogen face cream and it just really has been amazing. It's a compounded thing too. It's a compounded okay. thing. So okay. you go to a compounding pharmacy for it. My naturopath prescribes it. Got it. I was doing bioidentical progesterone for a while because I have lower progesterone and I felt amazing. Like it's amazing. Felt it, amazing. It helps you yeah, it keeps you relaxed. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right. So what is next for you? Well, I just want to keep growing Callie Ray. I'm building my team and um, we're working out of this little surf shack in Newport right at the beach. It's so dreamy. And it's like just at that really magic time where we're the business is starting to explode and catch on and people are starting to learn about the brand. And yet we're still really small. So it's Mm -hmm. just that like magic time. But I'm building the family again, which I really love having people I'm super connected with Mm -hmm. and um, just really building that team and letting everyone bring their strengths and their point of view to the brand. I I don't I'm not like the dictator Mm -hmm. founder. (laughs) I really love collaboration. And we even have a round table. Wow. So we sit at the round table and collaborate. Love it. What are some of the differences like just in the industry now and in building another brand between now and when you were building Urban Decay, since it's like we were talking about in the beginning, a totally different landscape. 
Yeah, well, now you can go on the internet and type in like <laughs> how to make a lip gloss and a million different contract manufacturers will come up. Uh-huh. I had to like, when I started Urban, I went to like someone who painted cars and I asked him who made their car paint. And then I called the car paint manufacturer, they, like the 800 number on the can mm-hmm. and found out if they made nail polish and they did. And then I asked them where I could buy a bottle. And then I asked the bottle guys where I could <laughs> buy a brush. And then I asked them where I could get a lipstick case. And it was a matter of like literally networking at the most granular level. Mm. And now we have the World Wide Web. Yeah. And so it's just not that hard. And there's a lot more CMs or contract manufacturers out there to make almost anything you could ever want. Mm-hmm. So it's easier and harder at the same time. Mm-hmm. I still continue to work with a lot of the facilities I worked with before because I have a lot of trust with them. We have a history. And I also know that they aren't new players to the game and they know what they're doing. So everything they're going to produce is going to be great. hmm. What is one piece of advice that you have for somebody who is an entrepreneur, wants to be an entrepreneur, wants to come out with a product? Yeah, I would tell you that it's really important to pay attention to the business side of things. Like I think a lot of times when you're a creative person or you're just an idea person, you have this great vision for what your brand or your product could be. It's really easy to just go down that path of being 100% focused on that. And you have to remember it's a business and it only works if you stay in business. Mm. And so you just really want someone who's very operational and numbers oriented partnering with you and keeping you on track and listen to them. You know, like mm-hmm. when they tell you something about the money or the ops, like listen to them and and you're really building this business together because it's not just a creative project. It's not just an art project. It's not just an idea. It's a business. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, where can everybody find you? Find Callie Ray, all of that. Well, Callie Ray is just CallieRayBeauty.com. I think our socials are Callie Ray at Callie Ray. And I'm at Wendy Zomner. And my Wendy is with an E, not a Y. So <laughs> W-E-N-D-E. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. You can go to ariellaurie.com. And I'm always posting about each episode over on my personal page at ariellaurie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.